What's going on everybody? My name is Tristan and you're about to watch the Bethel Moments podcast. But before we get into this, make sure you subscribe, comment, and share. What's up everybody? Welcome to Bethel Moments podcast episode five. Today we have Pastor Michael from Venue Church and he's here to speak a word for you guys. And uh, we're going to have a discussion at the end. Um, This guy is amazing. I've been uh, around working with him at Venue Church, helping them out with their production. And he actually was the first one to bring me on the team. And it was, it's just a huge blessing to get to know him. And uh, yeah, he's amazing. Let's get into this. Yeah, absolutely. Man, first and foremost, Tristan, I got to thank you for just thinking to have me on your on your podcast. I, I love what you're doing. I've watched every episode. Uh, you are definitely touching on a whole lot of good topics. And I just want you to continue and just encourage you uh, before we get into anything here that, man, you're, you're doing kingdom work, man. Um, it's just it's groundbreaking I think you're on to something and just finding your format and just really finding your passion and letting it flow as you interview people just keep going man sky's the limit for you brother thank you it's such an honor to have you on honestly absolutely well yeah I had uh, the word I wanted to just kind of bring uh, to your, your 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 fan base and your audience today uh, is one that's near and dear to my heart um, it's really kind of the core central a piece to the passion that I have for even just ministry in general. Uh, and that's why the title of this message is going to be Map to Life. Uh, you and I had conversations at the church. We were talking about the importance of, uh, you know, what does it mean really when the Bible says to, to be transformed by the renewal of your mind? Mm-hmm. And uh, that I've been studying that for, you know, since my college days and going into my HR career, now full-time ministry, uh, just got a lot of nuggets and insights that, you know, I'm just going to share with your, with your audience and I hope it blesses us. Um, but before I get started, I also want to open in prayer. So uh, this Heavenly Father, we just want to come to you first and foremost, God, we know that uh, your, your message, your, your word, God, is just, it speaks volumes to us all, God. Uh, we know that that is the true map to life, God. Uh, you've given us all the details, all the insights, all the foresight that, that we need in order for us to prosper, in order for us to, to live out our true calling and our true purpose that you've put placed inside of us to make sure that the Holy Spirit, God, is just guiding us throughout any uh, ordeal or challenges or tests or, or anything on our journey that we come across. So I ask God that you just have your way. Um, we want to invite your presence, God. Uh, we want to invite the Holy Spirit into this conversation, into this podcast. Uh, and just let it flow, God. Uh, let your let your will be done uh, as we as we go through this, and, and may it bless those who are who are watching it, God. So it's always for your glory, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Yeah. So the the basis of Map to Life um, when I was when I was thinking of it was when we talk about the Bible, as I mentioned in my opening prayer. I mean, it, it truly is just that. Uh, you know, the, the Jesus is the way to the kingdom of God. So um, when we talk about our personal maps, uh, I look at it this way, you know, like if you're driving in a car, we all, you know, drive and we always have a destination where we're trying to go. And if we don't know that destination, you know, we'll, I don't know about you, Tristan, but I'm, I'm quickly to use Google Maps mm. on anything, you know, and, you know, wherever I'm at, the GPS will say, hey, here's your current destination. And here's, I put, put in where I'm trying to go and I just make sure it always, the voice in the in the in in, in Google Maps, I, I trust in that voice to get me to where I'm desiring to go, uh, and I think we need to look at God's word that way. Where you know, if we 
the GPS, I, I even look at it as that that's God's you know, global, you know, God's positioning system. I mean, he knows he can Google us no matter where we are. You know, he, 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 he's always omnipresent. He knows exactly where we are. He's placed us there in our, in our positions in this season that we're in. And if we stay connected and talk to him and ha- let him renew our minds, then there's no doubt that he's definitely going to, we can trust in him to get us to our desired destination, you know? So just wanted to start off with that. That's kind of the concept that I was thinking in my head as I was going through this. Uh, and God has placed us in a vehicle, you know, he's, he's made a vehicle for us. Our bodies are, is our temple. Uh, and he's placed all bodies with three critical elements. Uh, you know, the first one is right here, you know, right between our ears, our mind. So the renewal of our mind, you know, that's one that I definitely want to start with. And then I'll go into a little bit more um, of, of the message. But really, like if you're starting even in the race in a car, you think of like, you know, on your mark, get set, go. Uh, and when I was preparing this message, I was thinking, you know, on your mind, get set, go, you know, that as that map. So the M in map uh, stands for your mind. And I just want to open up with some scripture, too. Uh, so Romans 12, 2, uh, you know, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And that verse just speaks volumes to me when it comes to your mind. Um, a lot of times when I'm thinking of it, it's like a lot of times we'll live our lives uh, well, let me back up. We're we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And what I mean by that is, you know, God knew us before we were in our mother's womb. So he knows the plans. He knows the purpose. He knows what he's created us to do. Uh, so when we say, you know, what's on your mind, you, you the, the closer your mind is mirroring God's word, the more aligned you'll be and the more likely you'll be to get on the right path in your life to really live that fullest life. And your fullest life is living a spirit led life. Mm. You know, it's not living a life of flesh, uh, you know, a life of, uh, you know, earthly desires because none of, at the end of the day, none of that is gonna satisfy your soul. And, you know, that's really where you get your true fulfillment because you, you find the meaning in life and the, and the purpose behind your life. And that allows you to just blossom into what God is truly calling you to be you know, and serve him to your highest ability. So, you know, the Bible says, you know, as a man thinketh he is. Uh, and when you're looking at it, a lot of times we do the opposite of that. We let our human experience de- define who we think we are. And instead of letting the Holy Spirit and the spirit guide us into what we are, because our, our human experience is, is just that, it's our journey. Our human experience is not meant to be our identity. You know, our identity is in Christ. Our identity is in the word because that is the truth. But sometimes life throws things at us and we can get side railed and our mind can go in certain patterns where we just have either a negative thought pattern uh, or we're just not truly aligned with the word. You know, we're trying to search for something and we just might be looking in the wrong direction. So I look at that, you know, as the, the car analogy, that's just us kind of going in detours, you know. Um, but just like any Google map, when you on a, when you get lost, you know, that voice still reroutes you. So anytime you, you feel lost, anybody who's tuning in right now, anytime you feel lost or like you just are far from God, just remember to get back in his word, um, because 
what I personally do is the, the Romans 12, 2 and, you know, a lot of Proverbs. Um, I find scripture and verses to anchor my mind in. And I call it like a, a mental anchor. So anytime I feel anxious or anytime I feel not my not to be my at my highest self or, or I need a refresh, I just repeat those verses to remind me who I am uh, and just to remind me to get aligned with the spirit and let it lead me. Because as long as you do that, you're, you're, you'll get back on the right track. God will reroute you. You know, he, he won't keep you on a detour. Um, and guess what? He's so his grace is so sufficient that he's going to use that detour and use those experiences and use those tests to have your testimony be even more powerful to even bless more people. I mean, it's it's when 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 at the end of Romans 12, too, when it says, you know, his will for you is good and pleasing and perfect. I mean, it's, it's truly just that. And you just really have to surrender and allow him to guide you. You know, that's what the real this message is, is the true map to life is Jesus Christ. It's the only way, you know, he's the truth and the life. And you have to look at what did Jesus do? You know, because Jesus modeled the way of how we should be thinking. He modeled love. He modeled the fruits of the, of the Holy Spirit through, his, through it, all his interactions. And anything that we have gone through or will go through, he went through that times, you know, a hundred, you know, or whatever number you want to use. I mean, he died for our sins. So <clears throat> that's why we say your identity is not in your human experience because any sin, anything that went wrong that you didn't like, Jesus has already paid the price, you know, and the least we could do is align with his word. I mean, he paid the ultimate price for us. So we honor him and give him glory by remembering his word, living a spirit led life, and then just letting him guide us. And it's always for the greater good for everybody. So, you know, you, you keep God first, you love yourself, and then you love and bless others. And, you know, and it's in that order. Um, just to keep that hierarchy. So when we're talking about the mind, I mean, you really have to make sure that you're not living your life outside in and you're living it inside out. So you're living it through the spirit, which is on the inside of you and you're, you're blessing people as you, are you, as you are expressing that through your soul. A lot of times if our human experiences and our identity, then we'll find ourselves doing the opposite, which is we're wounded or we're traumatized or we're hurt and we express that out or we search through fleshly ways or the, the senses instead of getting back aligned with the spirit. And, you know, we see it, you know, on a daily basis, you know, even at church and outside of church that a lot of times you have conversations with people and they've just, they're great people, but they've just, they just needed a little an adjustment, you know, a little, a little thing. Um, that's why prayer is so big. You know, because prayer um, gets people right on, get, gets people back on track because not only are you in God's word and then you start talking to him and having building that relationship with him. Now you're at a point where you can hear that voice, you know, while you're on your journey, while you're driving, like you, you trust the voice, the more you, you listen to it, you trust the voice, the more time you spend with it, you know, you trust the voice more times that you've been through detours in the past and it got you out of it. So you can just even look at, just look in your rearview mirror of your life and be like, anytime I called and prayed with God, you know, he answered my call. He didn't just leave me there. Like those seasons that I got through, man, it was just, he was there. He was with me every step of the way. 
and he's with he's with all of us every step of our, our lives you know through the ups and the downs the, the the peaks and the valleys it doesn't matter if you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death or if you're rising high and, and you're out on the top of the mountain he's going to be with you because he wants to see you know it's always for his glory for us to be victorious and overcome you know whatever comes our way so you know, we always start with salvation. You know, you have the helmet of salvation. You got to put on your armor of God, the total thing. But it starts here to protect it. But then it also, you have to continue to feed it. And uh, one thing I was uh, thinking about with the analogy was, you know, you, we all have to fill up, you know, at the, at the gas pump, you know, as we're, as we're going. And hopefully gas prices keep going down, you know, praise God. <laughs> um, but with your thought process, right? If you look at the gas pump, right? You got regular unleaded, you got premium, and you got, you know, you got the higher ends. Um, so what's the quality of your thoughts that you're feeding your mind? The highest quality of your thought that you can feed your mind is the word of God. So that way, if you always remember, hey, every time I need to fill up on my thoughts before I start my day, I need to get aligned with the word of God. I mean, that's the first thing I'm touching on, whether it's a scripture or whether you're, you know, you're just spending time with him because that makes sure that you have the right lens on, you know, you got the wise lens, the wisdom lens on instead of, you know, what's right or wrong. Uh, and you're living through your life through the tree of life, not through the tree of knowledge of good and, e and good and evil, you know, so just always keeping God's word filled up with that. That way it keeps you connected to the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, you see the whole world in a, in a different lens. It's like a veil is lifted off of you, you know? And it's just like, wow, sky's the limit because it's abundance out there. And with God, I mean, you can do anything, especially, but you want to make sure you do what he has called you to do. I mean, the worst thing you could do is fill up on the wrong thoughts, the wrong opinions, the wrong feelings, letting pe other people speak whatever over you. And you're not filling up with what is really the true word this needs to be spoken over you and you can speak it over yourself that is the best way to live your life because it's just so powerful when you get to share just i mean people can see it like when, when you're living a spirit-led life it's just a different aura around you. um you're at peace you have joy you know you're 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 satisfied you have contentment you know you have the fruits of spirit and people see the fruit that you're bearing just by being around you and vice versa. Like you can see somebody who's not living that way, who needs help. And as long as you stay filled up yourself, you're in a position that when people come across you or when offenses, when offenses come your way, like the Bible says, offenses are going to come. It's inevitable. Um, but the way I look at offenses is almost like a, a, somebody who's cut you off and on the highway and they don't put your blink they blinker on right um but you can be a defensive driver and look around and make sure that and see that and also offenses or trespasses are opportunities for spiritual growth so instead of looking at an offense with the intent of it hurting you or wounding you you can say you know what this is a a time where i can actually take this moment and respond with a spirit behavior or a spirit reaction as opposed to my flesh well you know my flesh wants to do everything that the spirit you know would not want me to do so um 
you know, keep it, keep it PG on that. But, it, you know, you get the point. And uh, when you, when you, the more you look at offenses in the God's view or the higher perspective, you'll see opportunities for growth and you'll have a growth mindset to grow with the spirit and, and let it lead you on your path. Uh, so, like I said, it's on your mind, you know, then you get set and then you go, you know, so on your mind, you fill yourself up with those right uh, thoughts, the high quality thoughts that what God has spoken over you and you don't let anything else, uh, you know, get in your way. And I just say you choose the gospel over gossip. You know, nobody knows you better than you, than God, than your creator. You know, you can have somebody driving a vehicle, but the creator of that vehicle knows the insides and the outs of that vehicle um, has created the own owner manual for you to read when you have an issue or a breakdown. And that's what God is for us in our life. I mean, he is the he has the Bible, his word, and then he's there omnipresent. He's the creator. He knows when something's broken down in us. He already knows. He's already seen our life from beginning to end. He knows what we're going to go through. So why not go to the source? Instead of going to, you know, somebody who's just doesn't have the, your best intentions or don't fully know you, you're the true you, you know, we, we don't even truly know ourselves on this journey, you know, we're constantly evolving and growing into be, being Christ-like and being, um, you know, in his image. And God, like Jesus has gone through so much of what we've gone through and he's shown us like in the gospels, how he handled it. Like I was reading yesterday, um, when he rose uh, Lazarus, Lazarus from the dead, if you look at the conversations that he had with um, Mary and Martha, uh, and you look at the adjectives that they used when he was interacting with them, he was angry. You know, he had a deep anger on the inside, uh, responding to just the, what people were saying at the time. Uh, and then he also, when he saw them weeping, he had a deep sorrow and he wept, you know, but you never saw, um, him respond in a fleshly way. Even though he felt that on the inside, he still responded with love. He still responded with, with healing. And he did that through being connected with God, you know, through he was the word and then he stayed connected in prayer to God always. So no matter what offense came his way, he knew the word of God and he lived it out. So, I mean, he's modeled it, you know, so when we when I say map to life, I mean it's just that simple. Is that you know break it down to you have thoughts, you have feelings, and you have actions. Um, the acronym, the whole acronym for map, you know the M stands for your mind. Uh, the A stands for your affection or your emotions. So God, Jesus has taught us how to deal with anxiety, how to deal with depression, how to deal with all those feelings that you have, and it's really through staying connected with your creator. Um, and then the P that I wanted to close on was really um, the purpose, your purpose and your will. So when you look at the map, you know, your purpose and will needs to line up with the purpose and will that God has for you. And that's why it's so important for us to seek God. That's why it's so important for us to seek the kingdom, that that is the destination that we, that we're, that we're trying to put in that google map system or whatever you know the analogy that we're using and whatever currently wherever you currently are you know you put that those coordinates in and you get connected and you build your relationship stronger with the lord 
that purpose and will, that final destination will, will come from the inside and you'll express it out because the more you look for it, the more you're gonna, the more you're gonna want it. You know, um, and it's just like it is a blessing just to see people do that. And like Matthew 6:33 is the verse I was thinking of, where it's like, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need, everything you need on your journey. Uh, so that's really my main thing, man, is you keep God first, you keep the kingdom first, you seek it out because that's all of our destinations. You have it on your mind, you know, that'll give you the desire and your emotions and you'll live out that purpose and will. Um, so I wanted it to be short and sweet as far as the message. I wanted to kind of have an acronym that people could walk away with and just have some key takeaways. But I do think if, if people see this and, and implement it into their daily routine to make sure that you're keeping your map your specific map that God has for you in front of you at all times, then distractions and everything kind of fall by the wayside. Because even if you're on the highway, you see them driving by, you see all the exit signs and all that, but you're like, nah, that ain't my destination. That's not my destination. You know, I know exactly where I'm headed because I have that connection with the source. I have that connection with God. So I hope that blesses uh, everybody listening, but that was on my heart to share. And I definitely wanted to, to make sure that uh, you all received that today. Wow, that was uh, anointed, I will say. Man, I actually just, that GPS, the way you said that, man. So um, the questions I have for you today are, I believe, are were highlighted to me. And that's why I sent them to you because I felt God wanted me to bring it up because I feel like somebody that's going to watch this is going to actually learn something from it. So the first question I have is why is seeking God important? And I just wanted to have you answer that for someone. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would tie it back to um, what I said before was seeking the kingdom that, that, that reveals your purpose and will. And the danger of not seeking the kingdom is that you'll fall for other things that were not necessarily probably meant for you to, to, to fall for. Um, so the, the more you seek the kingdom, the more you seek God, the more truth will be revealed to you. And it's the way it's like they say, like when John eleven twenty five 25 says, you know, I am the I am the resurrection and the life, you know, where the true destination is to live a spirit led life. And you, you cannot live a spirit led life without seeking God. You know, I, you know, my background before getting into ministry was psychology and the, if you study the Greek tra translation of psychology, uh, it gives you to the root of really what Greek philosophers and people were looking for at that time, uh, because the, the gist of them creating psychology was that they felt like humans had forgot the reason why they were here on earth. So we, we know the scientific way of psychology being the study of the mind and behavior. But if you look at the root word of the psyche, that's the study of the soul. So that's really the root word for psychology uh, and really studying the breath of life. So that is the spirit, you know, that is, that is, that's really what we're truly here to live out on earth is live the whole, to live through the Holy Spirit. That's a great answer. I, I like that. Um, the, the interesting thing about, about, about Greek in itself is like, with where Paul was when he was in Corinth, I was, I was reading about that. And when you dive in, I like want to encourage you guys to dive into like researching Corinth and everything going on there, that there was a part in Corinth where they, they couldn't go around it. 
So they'd have to go through the, there was like a, before there was a canal there, they'd have to put the boats on these, uh, these big logs and roll it across and it would take days. So they'd stop in Corinth. And I just, I find that so interesting that God like set it up that way because like, like they'd have to go through it rather than go around. And that to me made it to where like, we have to, sometimes we have to go through problems to get to the other side, because when we go through that problem, we can have a chance to experience Jesus. Absolutely. I think in problems, we experience Jesus most, you know, mm-hmm. and in those problems, it's whether you make the choice to seek him or not. Mm-hmm. And that with me, when I was going through before, before I met Jesus, I was going through a situation and I had to, I had to seek him and uh, I had to actually make the choice, you know? And I just wanted to encourage someone to actually make that choice. Maybe I'll have you lead us in like a prayer at the end for someone to accept Christ today. Cause I feel like that is a big thing, but okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go into our next uh, question here. And um, this question's a little tricky and I, I just like, I really like it. What is <laughs> prophetic prayer? That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> prophetic prayer. Um, man, the way I look at prophetic prayer is really um, using spiritual authority to speak what is what you don't yet see in your life um, and make it and speaking that through the word of God uh, and when you're prophetically speaking or prophetically praying you know it's a deep connection uh, with that and I personally like it because a lot of times we pray to our problems and we don't really pray through the power and the spirit that God gave us um, so like you know Second Timothy 1 7 said it the best, you know, God did not give us a spirit of fear or being timid. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind or, or, or self-discipline, depending on what translation you read. But really what that means is that as we come to God and as we pray, we should have that posture of power, of love. Like, you know, you're coming to your father who you tr- wholly trust with your whole heart and you know prophetically you can pray in, in a way where even if you what your surroundings look like don't line up with it, you can still speak that over your life and you can still speak that over other people's lives and, and, and it, and it resonate with them because like I said, prophetic prayer, you got to think about it. What is it? It's really you professing that and you're being prophetic, but it's still, you're tying and praying the, the highest quality of, of thought, the highest quality of word that you can get through, which is through the Bible over yourself, over your family, over others. You know, so I think it's it's great and it's, it's it's a true testament of faith. You know, I mean, that's what this really is all about is that as people, just as you mentioned, you know, going around versus going through, when you go through, it builds your faith. Going around is like, oh, I could just go, I could just rely on my own means and get it or get to work, get to my destination. But when you go through it, you know, and you're prophetically speaking it, even though you can't see it, I mean, it's just the ultimate like testimony to the Lord that I fully surrender the outcome to you. And I know that I can trust you to have the, the purpose and the plan that you've perfected for my life, no matter what I'm going through, you're going to get me to the other side and I'm going to overcome. Beautiful answer. All right. So how should we respond to unanswered prayer? Yeah, you know, when I think of unanswered prayer, um, what I what I what I think of is when I pray, I, I pray and, and I meditate on the word. 
And sometimes you have to do two things. You got to self-reflect on what are you truly praying for? Um, and then you have to trust in God's divine timing. Uh, so sometimes we may get frustrated with the timing of it. Or sometimes we get frustrated with the answer that we don't see. Like a lot of times people will say, you know, I'm praying for this. Like people will pray for the harvest, but he may send you a seed. And when he sends you the seed over time, if you are consistently in prayer and you're working, because you know, faith without works is dead, you will get the harvest, you know, but it takes time to grow and develop what you're praying for. So we live in a microwave society right now, like where every, people want that instant uh, gratification. But we have to remember that we, with the kingdom principles, it's often tied to delayed gratification because God is, God is interested in answering our prayers and getting us to where he wants us to be. But he's even more interested in us having the character and the integrity to stay there once he places us there. You know, if you put something in the spotlight too soon, you know, it can, it may have flaws that get exposed and that can do more damage than good. So when I, when I look at unanswered prayers, I check myself and say, you know, am I consistently in prayer and, 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 and how's my faith? You know, I ask for God to increase my faith. Um, and, and if I'm, if I'm praying for something that's not aligned with his word, then I pray for, for wisdom. I pray for revelation. Uh, I pray for that extra level of wisdom to, and discernment. And, and, and you just have to let him spiritually guide you. I mean, you have to whole, wholeheartedly trust him with your whole heart and your whole life. And yes, it, it may get frustrated, but he's going to know that you have those feelings and he's going to take care of those, you know, but when you surrender the outcome and you let his timing reveal your, your, your true calling and, and your, your true answer to your prayer, you can find out that it takes away all of the anxiety and stress from you. You know, he's like, cast all your worries to him. That is a part of the prayer. And say, hey, God, I'm worried. I'm worried about this prayer. It hasn't been answered yet. Cast that worry to him, too. He wants it all. You know, he, he already knows you're going through it. Give it to him. And then he'll still comfort you until it is ultimately answered. Man, that's so true. And I think with me, I had to realize that, I mean, it took... I saw a post earlier, actually, I'm going to go into this. I saw a post earlier and it showed all of the timings, like Moses took him 40 years through the promised land and he never got to enter the promised land, you know, but it's like God's timing's perfect. And we have to understand that his, he, his will is for us. You know, it's like the, he wants the best for us. Like any, like any father would, you know, right. and he's a perfect father. And that that's beautiful. Like, like when you look at the relationship that we can now have with him since Jesus died, I think it's absolutely so beautiful. It's and powerful. Yes. It it really is. Like um the disturbing thing about hell is that it's absence of God. And I I like would never want that because like I think that even if you're not a believer, you can still sense the presence of God. I think mm. that's a real thing. Like when you go into like, I don't know if you've ever been into a real like worship set where like you could feel the Holy Spirit is in the room, you know, even if yeah. just in, in general, like when you're in the car or something, when someone's like you said, when someone's going to radiate that of the Holy Spirit, like 
when you go into a situation, you're radiating God. And if you believe that unbelievers don't see that, you're wrong. Because I really do believe that they can sense it. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's life changing when you encounter the power of God is just it's life changing. And I wanted to talk to you about um, like what is the importance and value of group prayer? Because I do believe that when we pray in a, as a group, uh, something happens. And yeah, I'd like to hear your mind on that. Yeah. <clears throat> the power of prayer, man, it, it's, it's something where uh, I think you need both. I think you need a strong uh, single prayer life. And then I think you corporate prayer or being in group prayer. Uh, and it, it can be any size group, like small group or all the way up to, you know, having a prayer night, you know, at your church organization. Uh, what I've, what I've experienced with it is you pray for one another. It also gives you, um, access to, you know, believers and it gives you access to people who can walk with you as you're praying and can share their personal testimonies with you. And so when you pray together and when you do fellowship together, usually you know god sends answers through other people you know so some sometimes we're like one example is like you can be at church and you can be praying like non-stop and going and then god has the person that's sitting right next to you as the answer but you won't speak to them or you you haven't you know done fellowship with them or you haven't gotten into a small group so that power is just like i put it like this it's like a network so i would say it's almost like a phone you know, like when you look at the network of, of prayer, like if you took this phone and it wasn't tied to any network and I could, I mean, and I, I could still get connected to the source, you know, but there was no other network around it, you know, well, what value, how valuable would the phone be as opposed to being able to call whoever, um, you know, and get more support, more resources, you know, as we do life together, you know, at our church, we say we do life together. So I think praying, praying together, um, even with marriages, couples, you know, any, any of that, you should be praying, um, you know, family prayer, all of that is just, it's just all powerful because we were not intended to do life alone. You know, the Bible says, you know, man, man was alone and it was not good. So, you know, prayer is the same thing, you know, love God and love thy neighbor. So you tie those two together, you should definitely have some group prayer in your life in some form. Yeah, I, I think I've seen um, miracles <clears throat> happen in group prayer as well. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen like I've seen miracles break out in different areas of healing and things like that at uh, my old church. And it was just beautiful. I mean, group prayer is absolutely beautiful. Um, and. I wanted to get into what, what just a little personal question for you. Like what prayer has been answered for you recently? Oh, that's a good one. Oh man. Uh, probably the, the most, yeah. Uh, the one that when I getting to baptize my mother and my father, uh, you know, that, that was, I had been praying for that for years, uh, for years, you know, my mom, uh, she was throughout my childhood, you know, she was like, she went through uh, like postpartum depression. So she, she dealt with her thoughts and, and struggled with her thoughts. So, you know, 
that's kind of at the core of like even why I got into psychology. You know, I was really like looking for answers of, you know, how can I, you know, uh, you know, just build my mom's thoughts up and, and make sure that she sees what I see when I look at her, which she's a beautiful mom, a beautiful queen. You know, I wanted her to, to, to relay that as me being her son. Um, and, you know, my, my family were not in, was not in church at all. Um, and at 2018, we did uh, a thing where we actually wrote, this is a 2018 at our church, we wrote the names of people that we wanted to see in the church uh, on the wall, like with a, with a magic marker, a permanent marker, excuse me. And then we had wiped them off. Um, but we prayed and, and prayed in group prayer. You know, we did prayer nights praying over the wall of all the names. And my, I put my mom and my, my family on there. Um, and that was three years in the making of me praying that every day of me getting to see my mom get baptized and get saved. So April of, uh, excuse me, June of 2021, I decided to recommit and, and, um, and receive all three baptisms. And then not even a year later, um, like nine months, like this past April, uh, I was able to baptize my mom, I baptized my father, I baptized my daughter, I baptized my sister, and I baptized her daughter. Uh, so it was just, and just to see them drive up from another state to come to the church that we were at and just to experience me getting that opportunity to do that was the most powerful prayer and a reassurance of God telling me to stay consistent and to pray until something happens. Uh, even over that time, like I was starting to pray <clears throat> and uh, my, at the, this is probably 2019 or something, I don't remember the year, but my mom called me out the blue um, and she said, I just keep dreaming about you. I just keep, I don't know what it is. And I said, mom, I've been praying for you every day. She could feel it, that, that, that omnipresence. She could feel something waking up in her. Uh, and it just started from there to get to, she's like, yes, I want you to cleanse me. I want you to baptize me. I want all of that for me. And um, I, because of that, I get to see my parents in for eternity now, you know? So, yeah. That's, that's so amazing. That was such a beautiful moment. I got to watch that. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, it's powerful. Yeah. Um, would you say that like that prayer was multiplied in your persistence? Like I, I believe that. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was amplified by that and group prayer. Because mm. <clears throat> I learned my prayer language. I started praying to the mystery, praying and praying to the secret, praying to praying in the natural. Um, and I, I was just truly planted in church. Like I, I didn't miss, you know, and the more I the more I got involved, the more I prayed. And it just was like when you're it, it was similar to a prophetic prayer, you know? Mm -hmm. I had nothing in, in my sight to tell me that it would ever happen, like, not anytime soon. But as I grew in my faith, as I grew spiritually, it began to pull my family with me. And when you look at breaking, we talk about breaking generational strongholds. We talk about um, just what people battle with. And it's like, you have to be consistent because <clears throat> living a spirit-led life calls for having spirit-led habits. Mm. You know, you can break it down to your daily choices, your daily habits become automatic, it becomes innate, and then it becomes your nature. 
Like, so tying it back to the opening scripture, like you, that's what it means for like transforming your mind. Like you really have to consistently do it. It's like going to the gym. Like you can't go, I wish you could do 10 abs and be like, you know, have a washboard, but it don't work that way. Like you really have, it's the same thing with prayer. It's the same thing with your spiritual health, with your spiritual growth with Christ. You have to get in a spiritual weight room and you got to work it. And when you do, people will see the results and then they want, they're going to want some in Jesus too. That's so true. And that's why daily prayer is so important. Like um, it's, it's uh, daily prayer to me helps me uh before i head to the church every day i'm in prayer i turn on the same worship song and i drive to the church because i i really do believe that like like we're fighting the enemy every every day not just at church but everywhere i go i have to i have to be in prayer because it gets me through and i wrote down some things for you guys to just kind of encourage you i made a tiktok video out of these and i just wanted to um share them with you with pastor michael here and um and then we can go ahead and close out. But I just, I believe the daily prayer gives us an opportunity to share all aspects of our life with God. And, and that, that is amazing because like, even when you're in like the, the valley of the shadow of death, something Bill Johnson says, he said this when he lost his wife. Um, he said, there is a moment, there's something about praising God in the valley of shadow of death when we praise him in the, the valley of walking through that valley, we will never get to do that again because mm. in, in heaven, we won't be able to do that. So that's the most precious gift, uh, being able to do that. So sharing all aspects of our life with him is absolutely beautiful because when you're going through the hard time and you're walking through it and you're talking to him as you're walking through it, you're not alone and you know you're not alone. And you know that the God of the universe, the creator of everything cares about you. And that blows my mind. Because when you zoom out of the earth, it's just a tiny speck. Right. He cares about all of us more than, cares more about the entire universe galaxies. He cares about us more than anything. And that's that, powerful. Yeah. Mind-blowing. That know? is. And also, it gives us the chance to express gratitude for the things in life that he, he <clears throat> provides for us. You know, like when, when I'm, when I'm walking through life, I, it's easy to not be like, oh, you know what? I have power today. You know, like it's easy to just walk past that, but not even that, just being able to wake up in the morning and be able to pray to God that, that, and be grateful that he allowed you to wake up. That that's another thing that's important because it builds your relationship with him. Like yes. my mom, my mom, my mom used to tell me all the time. She's like, Oh, you're never grateful when I took out the trash. She said that to me one time and I, I, that stuck with me because I want my mom to think that I'm grateful for what she does, right? Mm -hmm. but why wouldn't I want my heavenly father to know that I'm grateful for everything he does for me? Yep. You know? And um, my last thing is also that <clears throat> daily prayer is an act of worship and obedience. You know, worship, we had Nehemiah on here and he said, worship isn't just a song. Your mm -hmm. prayer to God is also worship to him. But yeah. So that's just something I wanted you guys to hear and uh, to just know, maybe write them down. Um, Pastor Michael, it's such an honor to have you on here. Um, and I'd love for you to uh, lead us um, in a prayer to accept Christ, because I believe someone's going to watch that that uh, isn't just a Christian. But you guys actually watching this shows that you're seeking God. And I just would love 
for them to have a chance to accept him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, it's an honor. So I definitely will do that. And, and if you do make that decision, you know, definitely let us know. I mean, we'd love to praise you and shout it down and, and just walk with you um, after making that powerful decision. Um, so Lord Jesus, uh, you know, we confess, um, you can repeat after me as far as this, uh, as, as you're watching this back. Uh, Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for forgiveness. Please come into my heart and my as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for saving me and for asking for my prayer, God. And we just ask, God, that you accept us and that we're just glad to be your child, God. From this day on, we will be your child. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Michael. You're amazing. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime I got, um, anytime, any way I can support you, let me know. You know, I think you're doing an awesome job and just keep spreading the gospel, man. Keep sharing the good news. All for his glory, you know. All for his glory. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. We love you guys. Right. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you can stay up to date with all Bethel Moments content.